On today's insights, how to use your website to build your email list. Rockstar marketing, start treating your content like the Beatles. And Matt gives us an overview of how you can evaluate the effectiveness of your job slots. Today's episode is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you have too many job openings going unfilled? Is the solution to just spend more on job ads? Absolutely not. But to succeed in a market like we're facing right now, you need to take a different approach to job advertising. Forget post and pray, forget annual contracts. If you want to fill more of your open jobs, you need a centralized, data-driven, automated solution to managing your job spend. A solution that gives you more control and more flexibility. That's where we come in. With Haley Marketing's Job Advertising Management Services, we use programmatic software to automate your spending. So you save time, reduce wasted spend, and get more people applying to your jobs without having to spend more on advertising. For a free review of your job spend, contact us at 888-696-2900 or visit recruitmentmarketers.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights, tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? Fired up, man. It is a great sports week. My White Sox look good. The Bills, Josh Allen look very good. We, prior to, I mean, when we're taping this, the Field of Dreams game is about to happen. All good things, man. I'm going to say it. Even your football team looks okay. Yeah, we're excited about the football season. Um it's a long season. NFL can be very intense. I learned that last year. My, my Cleveland Browns haven't been very good for a long time. So you have to learn to pace yourself. And we all just want to make as much money as Josh Allen. My, I have a guy working, working at my house on some stuff. And he asked my seven-year-old daughter if she wanted to be an NFL quarterback. And what did she say? No, I don't want to play football. So <laughs> the dream was dead in two seconds. But Wages are always an interesting topic and good for everyone that can get what the market rate is willing to pay them. It's a great take, Matt. You know, ultimately, we're not making quarterback money. I don't think anybody listening to this show right now is making quarterback money. If you are, good for you. But hey, we're all doing the best we can, trying to get 1% better every single day. That's why I love the Bills, man. I love the mentality in that locker room right now. Just about getting better, trusting the process, respecting the process. It's great. It's great to be a part of. Also, shout out to Sarah Chapa, who left us a five-star review. And apparently, Brad, we're helping her business grow. Staff Ease has grown. And she's been really gracious to say the tips from our podcast, Haley Marketing Overall, has helped her business grow. That started, I think, right at the start of the pandemic in March 2020 and just opened her second office recently. So shout out, Sarah. Sarah. That review stopped me dead in my tracks. Matt sent that to me one day. It was last week. He saw it first, sent it to me in a text message, stopped me dead in my tracks. Cannot thank you enough for listening to the show. We are so glad that 
the insights that we've shared with you, that our team has shared with you has been instrumental in your business's development. We hope you have nothing but success in the upcoming year and the remainder of 2021. And again, if you find value in this show, we'd love to know. You can leave us a review on your preferred podcast player or reach out to Matt or myself on LinkedIn. Just love to know what you're thinking of the show. We'd love to know if there's any topics or questions that you'd like to see us cover in an upcoming episode. Sarah, again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Insights. And thank you for your continued uh, listens on the podcast. Matt, what do you say, man? Let's get to the show. Let's go. How to use your website to build your email list. Matt, you got a blog article coming out on recruitmentmarketers.com that's going to touch on this topic. So for sake of insights, we wanted to add some additional context and clarity to the topic. You know, right now is instrumental in building your database, in building that email list. I know at Haley Marketing, our marketing team is making a huge Q3 push to clean and, and grow and expand our own email distribution list. Staffing and recruiting firms need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to grow that email list. And Matt, before we get into how to grow a list, I, I want to touch on the why. You know, when you think through email marketing, it is not dead. There are still thousands, millions of people checking their email every single day. And it is a great way to go one-to-one to to hundreds, if not thousands of candidates uh, to prospects. You can't reach out via phone call to every single candidate in your database. Email marketing is a great way to get content, top jobs, new opportunities, great opportunities. Maybe it's just a local update or news to your database. You need to actively grow that list. You need to make sure that you're constantly doing that. So Matt, you got the article on recruitmentmarketers.com. So I'll let you get started. How can you use your website to build an email list? It's important to leverage the best real estate on that website to to grow your list. And an, an easy way to start is on your blog posts and look at different areas on if you have a section of, of blog post content on your website in the sidebars, a, a clean button that could say join our email list for, for the latest updates. And also maybe in the actual article at the bottom in the link. You know, click here to, to subscribe to our email list or a nice clean graphic at the bottom, a call to action graphic. So I think the blog posts, a great way because that should be getting a lot of traffic on your site. And if you use the real estate on those, that content, a lot of eyeballs will be there and a strong call to action will drive conversions. We've said on Insights that every post has a purpose multiple times. Every page on your website also, also has to have a purpose. If you're thinking through a Q3, Q4 initiative to grow and build your email list, well, then every page on your website should, in theory, funnel to that action, that activity. And you can change that in Q1. But if that is your goal right now to use your website to build your email list, then that should be the primary focus. That is the purpose of every single page. So as Matt's saying, you need to make sure you're using your blog posts, your pages effectively and funneling people in the right direction. Matt, I'm going to say, let's add in a fly-in. Let's add in some sort of captivating button that flies into a homepage or on your pages. But I want to say that with the disclaimer of that's not meaning add in another fly-in or another call to action. If you already have a fly-in on your homepage that's driving people to the job board or driving people to request services... Well, then we need to override that with this fly-in. We don't want our website to look like 1997, where there's 14 different fly-ins and pop-ups all over your homepage. Instead, 
have that one strategic fly-in that drives people to your email list to sign up. And with that, it's not just a button that says, hey, sign up for our mailing list or hey, join our mailing list. Give me, Brad Biley, the website visitor, a why. Why should I subscribe to the thought of getting more email in my inbox? I'll be honest, Matt, I hate email. I've said it multiple times on Insights. I've told our team, I've told our clients, I'd rather pick up the phone and call somebody any day of the week. I'd rather have a conversation for 20 minutes, a half hour, than, than go back and forth via email. If I'm subscribing to an email newsletter, it needs to add a ton of value. And you, as a staffing and recruiting firm owner, as a sales specialist, as a recruiter for a staffing firm, if you're in charge of this initiative, you need to give website visitors a why. Why should I agree to receive more email from your staffing firm? That's really well put because there's so much content we can subscribe to. And I might sign up and then stop looking at it, just deleting it all the time or unsubscribe. So I think building that relationship from the beginning is important. And it's also important for a company because you control that database. There's a lot of changes coming to online advertising with who people can target and remarket to, which is a different topic for a different day, but it's going to become more challenging to target target users on the web through online advertising. So if you can drive that first person data that we've talked about a lot and get them into your email list, a great way to control the message and keep reaching them. One thing that I'd like us to think about is the post application screen. So we think through the apply on our websites quite a bit. We've talked about it on Insights quite a bit. Matt Lozar, the candidate, funnels into your website, looks at a marketing job, ultimately decides to apply for that job. What then does he see? Is it a blank page that just says, thanks, we'll call you? Super, super basic. Or is there a next step? Is it, hey, Matt, maybe we can use a variable somehow there. I don't know. I'm not a tech guy, Matt. I don't know how that can be coded. But hey, Matt, thanks so much for the application. By the way, you should subscribe to our monthly email newsletter where we're sharing tips and best practices about career growth and development, where we're sharing our top jobs every month, where we're sharing insight about the, the hiring in the labor market, where we're sharing insight about the Buffalo, New York labor market and how it directly impacts you in the role that you're looking for. By the way, you can sign up right now. And here's a quick form to do so. Let's think about that post-apply. Let's think about what people see after they click the apply button. Matt, another idea here that I'm having is just making sure it's on every single page. And I know I said it with fly-ins and I know that we've talked about it through call to actions, but maybe we put it in the footer of the webpage. Maybe we put it in a strategic sidebar. We need to just make sure that if that is our purpose for the website in Q3 and Q4, we're being incredibly strategic about it. We're not using the website to funnel to multiple paths and multiple locations. When you think through user experience on a website, think about yourself and what you would do if you're looking at a site like Amazon or another site where you can have a, a consumer purchase. How can we reduce friction and get an individual to take the exact action we want them to take without getting them confused? The more layers that you add in, the more buttons you add in, the more calls to action you add in, I don't know what to do anymore. So we need to simplify that. And we need to make sure that if the goal is to build an email list in Q3 and Q4, then that is the goal of every single page. And again, every page has that purpose. Hey, it's Brad checking in real quick before we get to the rest of the show. Why should you trust Haley Marketing for your staffing website, SEO? 
Nobody has as much staffing and recruiting SEO experience as our team. We'll help you get found more often and dramatically increase traffic to your website. We do the technical work and write the content. Our services start with the technical optimization of your website code and content on your website. We'll leverage multiple technologies to complete keyword research, then develop a specific strategy to optimize your site. Want to know more? Interested in getting started? Give our team a call at 888-696-2900. And hey, tell them Insights sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Rockstar Marketing. It's time to start treating your content like the Beatles. Matt, this is one of my favorite slides in the Rockstar Marketing presentation. And in that presentation, I talk about how staffing and recruiting firms need to start treating content like a content sprint, like bands do often. If you think about the Beatles, the group's main catalog, which is the songs released between 1962 and 1970, consists of 213 songs. Of that 213, 188 were originals and 25 were covers. Of that, of the 213 songs that the Beatles recorded, 20 went on to be number one. So Matt, for sake of easy math, let's call it 10%. 10% of the content that the Beatles put out, their music, went on to be a number one song. That means that 90% of their music was okay. Maybe you love it. Maybe everybody else doesn't. It is what it is. It's okay, but it didn't go on to be number one. 10% roughly of their content, their music went on to be what we consider unicorn content, that number one slot when we look at page views, when we look at readership. We as an industry need to start thinking through how we can act like a band, like the Beatles. How can we put out content for the sake of creation, for the sake of adding value, simply because we love to create resources that help individuals? You don't know what song, what article, what ebook, what white paper is going to go on to be number one. So you need to create for the sake of creation. And Matt, that's not to say that those songs, the other, what, 190 songs that didn't go on to be number one weren't good. People love them. I might love a song that is statistically their worst song. It adds value to me. And that is content. That is blog writing. You don't know what article is going to resonate with your audience. So you need to create for the sake of creation and not get so hung up on, oh, why didn't this one article that I thought was going to be super good go on to get thousands of page views? I fully believe that what you're explaining here, Brad, you need a lot of content to see what becomes that unicorn content and sticks out from the crowd. And what's always interesting to me is a piece of content I think could be really good, might be, might not be, a piece of content I think might be okay does really well. And it's a lot of continuing to think through really good topics that your audience might want to hear, but all of them aren't going to hit. And it's okay. There was one I topic I did first quarter, second quarter this year was, is programmatic a bad idea for the staffing agency? You'd have thought I told someone something really important and the amount of feedback we had on that article, just because it was really well structured, not on purpose, but programmatic and bad idea. And it started to lead to a lot of conversations internally, externally about does programmatic job advertising work for the staffing industry? And it does, but it's interesting just to see when you create a piece of content every week or a couple of pieces of content every week, what stands out and what doesn't. 
And it's going to take time. It's going to be some failure, but there will be successes in what stands out from your content library. Here's another example for you. Maybe the Beatles don't speak to you, but maybe Lil Wayne does. Lil Wayne, hip-hop artist, Matt, 280 songs in his career. Of that, 11 have been number one singles. Guy loves to create music, lives in the studio, at least lived in the studio. I know back in college, he was putting out a mixtape pretty much every other month. But if you think about someone like Lil Wayne, and maybe that speaks more to you instead of the Beatles, 11 number one singles off of 280 songs, that's a 4% conversion rate when we look at unicorn content. Staffing and recruiting firms need to subscribe to the idea of a content sprint. Every article, every ebook, every white paper, slide share, infographic, whatever it might be, video, podcast, I don't care. It's not going to go on to be your best. Some are going to resonate well with your audience. They're going to cut through the clutter. They're going to really, really catapult up in terms of page views, readership, listens. And others are going to provide value to specific individuals. You know, Matt, you were speaking about Sarah in the review that she left us uh, at the beginning of the episode. I'm certain that there was one episode that resonated really well with her out of the 73 that we've released. You know, you listening right now, I'm sure there's some segments that you might skip through. And it's, ah, you know, they're, they're, they're losing their way right now, or ah, I don't need to listen to this topic again. And then there's some that you go back to and you listen to a second time, a third time, you share it with a friend or a family member or a colleague. You know, that is content. Matt and I love putting out podcast episodes. We love to create content for the sake of creation. You never know what article, what piece of content is going to resonate well with your audience. So you need to really give 100% on every single one. You need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to add value to job seekers, to potential prospects, to clients in your local market, because you never know who's listening and you never know the impact that it could have on their day-to-day. All right, Matt, time to put you on the hot seat here. Give us your overview of how you can evaluate the effectiveness of your job slots. We hear a lot about job slots as it's one of the two tactics companies can use to advertise their job postings on job boards. There's the job slots model and there's more of the cost per click, pay per click model. And a lot of companies prefer job slots because I think they're easy to understand and and bring into their business. Because if I say, hey, Brad, staffing company from Matt's job board, you can have 10 slots, job slots a month for $500. Great. Done. Easy to buy, easy product to understand. What is really important to me is as we see in ASA Central in conversations with companies in the industry, when your job slots price increases, it's sticker shock because you've had this price for maybe six months, 12 months, two years. And now all of a sudden it's going up 25%, 50%, 100%, and you don't know what to do. So I think it's really important to take a step back and understand how to evaluate if they're working well. Matt, job slots are, are a bit confusing to me still. And I know you talked to our team about it quite a bit. You've talked on insights about it quite a bit. I guess fundamentally, sometimes I just get a little concerned with, not concerned, but confused by the commitment to job slots. Brad staffing firm signs up for job slots on Indeed, ZipRecruiter. Am I locked in forever? How does that work? Depends on the contract. Um, some companies will do rolling month-to-month agreements. Traditionally, more ZipRecruiter. Some companies will do three months, six months, 12 months agreements. 
which has pluses and minuses. If you want to buy 10, 20, 50 job slots for a year, you know your price. But that's one of the pros of job slots. One of the cons is maybe performance starts to go down. You're stuck in a contract. So the flexibility isn't as present as you have a cost per click, pay per click model. Or if you sign a contract, we've heard this before. I think the first step to evaluating your job slots is if you have a number of job slots, are you using them all? I've heard companies before just say, oh, I have 100 job slots, but I only use 67 of them. So that was the Talk about wasting they, money. Right. It's, it's the package they purchased. So they feel like in that vendor relationship, they only could go from 50 to 100 maybe. Uh, I, need, I have more than 50 jobs. I don't have 100. Here's my decision. What do you do though? I mean, if you don't have the orders to fill those slots, is it A-B testing? Is it saying I'm looking for a marketing director, a director of marketing, a marketing executive? Do you do you start to A, B, C test different titles? If I'm locked into an agreement and I have a hundred job slots, but my job orders right now are really only for 75. I think you're out of luck because we probably shouldn't be posting the same job multiple time in job slots. That's not a good candidate experience on the job boards. It's one of the pros and cons companies need to weigh when making that decision. If I'm going to sign a 12-month agreement with a company with X amount of job slots, well, I always need them. So that's, I think, the first step. The second step is, in a lot of companies, I don't know, some might, some may not do this, evaluate your cost per application. So let's say we have 10 job slots at $500. In July, I had... 250 applications, that's $2 an application. If I had 100 applications, it's $5 an application. But I don't know if companies are really looking at that math just because the job boards aren't providing that. They're just providing, here's where your jobs you posted in the slots throughout the month, which you can interchange. You're not limited to just 10 jobs the entire month. But if I posted X amount of jobs in the month, here were your results. There's usually no spend data at the end of that. So I think it's important to also look at how many applications you received in a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day period, and then divide that by your spend, you'll figure out what you have. Man, it sounds like a lot of work. And if someone's listening right now saying, yeah, that all makes sense to me. It sounds good. I should be looking at the effectiveness of my job slots. But honestly, I got a bunch to do today. And I'm just going to post a couple more and fill to make sure I have the job slots full. And I don't have time to measure the effectiveness of it. How can we help? Who can help? Step one, if you don't have the time, I think you can reach out to a recruit marketing agency. Haley Marketing can do that. We do this all the time with Kathy Duffy and her team. She'll work with me and we'll get some data from our prospects or clients to say, if you're using job slots, send us over a report. Send us over a report for the last 30 days, 60 days, and we'll look at your data and let you know if we think it's working well or not working well. We'll look at your cost per application. We'll look at if some jobs are getting a lot of applications and other jobs aren't. And sometimes we'll have great takeaways to help people with. And there's other times where we'll say, this is working really well. Don't change anything. And that's okay because there's pros and cons to any decision in life, but simple decision of job slots versus cost per click or how much to purchase. It's important to know what your metrics are, how you're using them, and to make the best decisions for your company. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts or leave a review on your preferred podcast player. Have a question for us? 
You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You could check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.